Yo, what's up? This is Gary A. Swaby here, and I'm here with Jake James Lugo. What's up, Jake? What Jake. up, Gary? We, me and you have been talking a lot lately about a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just the other day, we did uh, one about Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy. But, yeah, um, we just wanted to have, like, a you know, a little discussion about the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe because we were talking about this after uh, one of the co-op episodes, and, you know, we went kind of in-depth, and we were like, you know what we should have been recording this so yeah like now we're actually gonna have that discussion so um let me start off by asking you what are your thoughts so far on you know the marvel cinematic universe with everything that's out currently that we've had currently like what, so, what are your thoughts so far basically what i could say is i love the mcu I, I think a lot of people for all of its faults and for all of like especially the great things that it's done i love the marvel cinematic universe i think this is something not only i've seen grown from the very beginning you know at the very very nexus which was iron man and the start of the entire cinematic universe that now other places and other studios have tried to copy in some form or fashion where they've taken a lot of inspiration and influence from i mean marvel with the mcu started the trend with having stuff after the credits but like we didn't really see that beforehand in other films uh i mean we've probably had like little nods here and there but like nothing true to the form of what we see now with every single marvel studios film that comes out like we expect that almost from mostly every film that we see now i was just seeing ghost in the shell last night and everybody in the audience was hoping or at least expecting something after the credits you know a little nod here and there and even though we didn't get it it's still a trend that you see now these days now we're already past like seven movies at this point we're, we've got a lot of movies already uh released under the marvel cinematic universe or the marvel studios brand for these uh movie superheroes so that's a pretty crazy thing when you really think about it but overall i'm enjoying every minute of it yeah that's so true what you said about the um you know they set the trend of the the after credit scenes and stuff because like now whenever i go to see a movie in the cinema i'm like i always feel awkward if i go to to get up because i'm wondering like wait is there something going on after the credits because i notice a lot of people are still sitting down so yeah they they definitely started the trend and like now you feel like every movie should have that kind of thing but um yeah i mean as for you know my thoughts on the mcu so far like um uh yeah the, the very first iron man movie that was the same year as dark knight and you know at that point i was so invested in like dc and batman because batman's always been like my favorite hero but i i really like i had to admit that i enjoyed that iron man film that first one you know, I, I'd never really had much experience with, you know, reading Marvel and, you know, being into a lot of Marvel stuff besides Spider-Man. Like he was the only character I actually liked at that point in time. But that first Iron Man movie was was a real solid movie. And, you know, I didn't I, I, I would never would have thought at that point in time that that single film would build up to like build this entire universe. And, you know, it's crazy how far it's come since then um but yeah i mean they had a lot of easter eggs back then and they had a lot of setup to what we have now in, in that first film and it's crazy to think because that was 2008 and we're now in you know 2017 and like so much has happened in that universe now and um, you know what's crazy too gary that that should be mentioned is that that film 
Iron Man, the first Iron Man specifically, was a make it or break it film. And the reason being is because back then, Marvel was kind of in the can. Marvel was almost bankrupt if they were like on the verge, if not already going through the bankruptcy process. And the reason being is because at that time frame, they sold off the rights to a lot of their characters to different studios, including the X-Men to Fox, Spider-Man to Sony, as well as also the Fantastic Four over to Fox. You know, all these different properties were all over the place. And I remember reading about, not too long ago, actually, as far as like looking up the history about it where uh kevin feig and a bunch of the other marvel execs uh and marvel studio execs at the time were really they had to almost go through a long legal battle and and go through all this kind of you know financial hum uh, you know humbug and all this craziness in order to make sure that they retain the rights for most of their characters from their comics including specifically iron man which is what they wanted a lot in order to get their uh film series or their franchises off the ground i know they had at one point gathered around the same time frame shortly after they got iron man they got captain america they got the avengers uh i believe it was also the black panther and maybe one or two more i could be wrong as far as you know the specific characters but there was a, a select group that they wanted to start building their franchises from yeah because i know they yeah like you said they definitely sold off some of their properties to other studios because i know um there was actually supposed to be other captain america movies like by other movie studios and um uh, Daredevil, there was a Daredevil movie before and stuff. And yes, yeah, so yeah, they, they, yeah. they had to uh, get a lot of their rights back so that, you know, they could um, use them for themselves. And I, I think that was definitely the best ap- approach for them to, you know, start making their own movies because um, I, a lot of those IPs were being misused. Like, I mean, Spide- the first Spider Man movies were good, were decent, the first two. Um, the first few X-Men was okay, but, um, yeah, I feel like a lot of the other rights that they gave away, like, they wasn't used like they should have been. So I, I, I'm glad that they started, uh, you know, making their own movies and stuff. And that's actually what really got me into Marvel, to be honest with you. Like, like I said, I'd always liked Spider-Man, but that was the extent of it. Like, I never really had much interest in other Marvel characters until they started to build the, the MCU and then, I actually started to read the comics and get more into the characters and, and everything else. There was a lot of characters for other studios that were being given films. Like Blade was really the big one that started yeah. it all. That came before Spider-Man and I believe also came before the X-Men. I could be wrong in the time frame with that, but yeah, I know was, that Blade Blade was the first one to really show that you could get a more mature, serious approach and great handling of a character like that. Even though it was Blade and Blade is a little bit more supernatural and has a different type of appeal than what something like Captain America or Iron Man would have at the time. This was during the 90s or at least right before the 2000s where things were handled and looked at differently, especially with the superhero realm. I believe the biggest, uh, what is it, the biggest like movie uh, comic book characters that you saw on screen was Batman. And that had become a mega franchise despite the Schumacher movies. That was the big name as far as comic book characters on the big screen until we started getting those other characters. But once Iron Man took off the ground, and you were right about it coming out around the same as uh, the same time as uh, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, that was a different take on the superhero film where the CG had already advanced to a point where things like Iron Man and what he can do and what other characters that required a lot of CG could do were able to be made believable. Remember, we got that Incredible Hulk film that was years prior that was more, it almost looked hokey because of the CG not advancing, you know, the technology and not being so used like in an intricate and detailed type of way compared to what we have now, even though you could argue it's here hit or miss. 
But once you started after Iron Man, and then you saw the second Incredible Hulk movie, which I remember back at the time, everybody was asking, like, why do the Incredible Hulk again? Where we just had a Hulk movie. Wouldn't you want to kind of like go off of that? Or maybe you want to get away from the Incredible Hulk because it was so bad, that particular movie. But there was a lot of different questions that were being asked at the time. And it wasn't until after the Incredible Hulk where we saw that second after credit scene where Tony Stark walked in and talked to General Ross that's when everybody started getting real serious about what Marvel was doing and like everybody was paying attention at that point yeah definitely so yeah I'm gonna actually like go through um, you know each of the phases and I'm gonna ask you like and I'm, I'm gonna talk about it as well like which movie you actually felt like was the most impactful from that phase so you know phase one was Iron Man the Incredible Hulk Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, the first Avenger, and the Avengers. Now, out of those movies, you know, which one really set the mark and like which one is, is the most impactful and the most important to you? Well, the two most impactful films out of that grouping out of phase one was the first Iron Man and the Avengers film, because the Avengers film was something nobody ever thought was going to be possible. That was the first time where we really saw a group of films that were made to build up to one major event. That's what everybody talks about. It's it's real easy to say that the Avengers film is the best one out of that bunch when really none of that would have been possible without Iron Man. And also, Iron Man had to be that much more better than those other films in order to kickstart everything else. The Incredible Hulk film was kind of hit or miss. And also, it had a little bit of controversy surrounding it a little bit because, remember, Edward Norton was recast for a, a new actor when the Avengers film came out. And also, there was also some recasting for Iron Man 2 where the original actor that played uh, Rhodey uh, went to Don Cheadle instead for Iron yeah. Man 2. And he's been he's been Rhodey slash Tyler War Machine. Before. Yeah, Terrence Howard was the original actor. But Don Cheadle was uh, Rhodey and War Machine going from Iron Man 2 onward. And that was a big deal. I remember being in the audience in the Hall H for San Diego Comic-Con when they were promoting that movie. And it was a big, big deal. Because that the Incredible Hulk had just come out that had been already uh, uh, had gotten a lot of attention. Everybody was really hyped up for Iron Man 2. And I remember seeing that entire cast and them talking about it. And just the excitement in the air for that was awesome. But still, I still go back to the first Iron Man film being the most important film. And then the Avengers film being the most impactful afterwards. Yeah, that that, that casting change. Like, let me just say, like, I think it was really good for them that they had uh, that huge casting change in, you know, the early uh, parts of the MCU because I I feel like if they did that now it would stand out like a sore thumb like if they would oh, just course, went easily. up and changed the changed the character like that would be a big deal right now but um yeah as for the movie I feel is the most impactful yeah it's it's definitely got to be the Avengers for me because that was actually like my full on turning point like because I remember that was the same year that um Dark Knight Rises came out as well. And at that point, I was still a hardcore Batman fan. And, you know, I had the mentality of, look, the, these Marvel movies aren't going to be better than this, this Batman movie. Like, and I saw, I remember seeing, um, cause I think they came out around the same time. And I remember seeing Batman first and then the Avengers. And, you know, I remember thinking, like, when I was watching the Avengers and, you know, I saw all of these heroes come together that had, you know their own movies and they've been really built up well i remember thinking like damn this like this is kind of epic like this is kind of incredible like i can't deny it. like this this is actually better than the dark knight rises like i, I couldn't well deny keep it in mind 
The reason why that was so big, though, is because you had all those other movies to come off from. There was four movies prior to the Avengers happening. That's what made it so significant, and that's what got people excited because that was a new business model for the studios to work off as far as building up franchises into major events that people will go to the theater to watch. But also, you had the backstories of all those characters already mapped out get put into the given the foundation of what those characters were you already knew who they were going in to the avengers and now it was time to have some fun and i think it worked out for the better it did it wasn't as good we'll get into phase two afterwards and it wasn't as impactful for the avengers uh age of ultron but during that first avengers movie everybody was hyped up i remember going to the midnight showing for that movie and and it was it was exciting it was an it was an awesome theater experience just to check that movie out yeah, I mean, that was the point where I was like, okay, look, like, this Marvel shit is, is dope. Like, this Marvel stuff is a new way. It's so, legit. Yeah, that's, that's when I was like, wow. Because, you know, I'd seen the other movies before, of course, and um, I actually took a liking to Captain America. Even a lot of people didn't really like that. I wanted to like America it. Film, but I wanted to like I, it so bad because it was, I I, it. I'm a Captain America fan. Yeah, I wanted to like it more than what I did because I'm a big Captain America fan. I love reading the comics specifically of Captain America because I think he's got really interesting stories. But even though I love all the casting for that movie, I love the action. It got better in the subsequent Captain America movies, which we'll talk about. But that particular movie, it was still, it felt a little cheesy. It felt a little hokey because of the time frame that it was going to be based off of. But that was like the lead in right into the Avengers. That's what everybody saw that movie for. To be honest with you, I liked it. Like I, I, I really liked that film, and he became one of my favorite characters as well after that. But yeah, so yeah, let's get to phase two then. So, in phase two, we had Iron Man. Wait, is this right? Yeah, yeah, this right. Yeah. So in phase two, we had Iron Man three, Thor: Dark World, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers: Age of Ultron, and Ant Man. So, no, Ant Man is phase three. Ant Man is phase three. Ant-Man is Phase 3. Uh, oh, on this list I've got here, it says Phase 2. but No, they're wrong. because I, That I know because Ant-Man takes place after the events of, uh, what is it, of Age of Ultron. That I know because the new Avengers of Facility is already made. So okay. whoever well, made that list well, got them wrong. <laughs> omit that from the list then. So yeah, uh, up to Age of Ultron. Like, what, it's what always the Avengers movies. It's always the Avengers movies that that mark the end of that particular phase, specifically because those are the big team up movies. But getting back to your question, the the two big movies that I feel are, are the most impactful: number one, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. That is arguably the best Marvel Cinematic Universe film to date, and a lot of people would throw others into the mix from some of the other phases, but that is what it the best, if not the best, in my Wait, opinion. What did you I, say? Guardians of the- uh, Captain America. No, Winter Soldier. Oh, Winter Soldier. Okay. Winter Soldier, easily my biggest, my best pick for the entire, the, the best film, in my opinion, of the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because that was a sequel that upped the ante from the original film, especially capitalizing on all the stuff that had been established prior to that. And then really taking the MCU and a lot of those characters like Chris Evans, Captain America, the Black Widow from Scarlett Johansson, uh, Nick Fury with Samuel L. Jackson. All those characters took them into different various places that had big ramifications for the rest of the MCU. And that was awesome. It was just a phenomenal film. It was more of a great film than it was a great comic book film. And that's very hard to do. The only time that we really saw that up to that point was with The Dark Knight from Christopher Nolan. And granted, some people would say Dark Knight Rises to a extent, but I feel like Dark Knight was the one, not so much being a sequel, but it was a film that was a mystery and slash action film before it was a Batman film. And that's what made it so special. So I felt the same way about Captain America Civil War. And then the other one, 
you have to give a nod to simply on the fact that it was with characters that were definitely not popular whatsoever, especially at that point in time. Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy not only had a fun uh, theme and overtone to it as you were watching it, but it introduced all this entire grouping of new characters that got introduced into the MCU, which became a huge big deal up to now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, like, Phase 2 was great, man. Like, in my opinion, there's three classics on in that list. And, you know, um, let me just say that a lot of people didn't like avengers age of ultron as much as you know the first avengers but i loved age of ultron i'm not saying i liked it better than the first avengers but i loved that movie like to me personally it's a classic as well like because i i just enjoyed that movie so much and i loved how they you know started to introduce the um you know the, the infinity stones and everything like that um, but well, that came from Thor, I think. Really, is where you started after you started getting more mystical and cosmic. That's when you started getting more of the stuff with the Infinity Stones yeah, because that started yeah. with the first Avengers movie, really, yeah, or technically the first Captain America. The first Captain America movie, the Tesseract, that's already hinted at, at many times as that being an Infinity Stone. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously you see it, you see them earlier, but like, I mean, that like that's the movie where they re- like when they acknowledge it. You know, Thor actually acknowledges it, and you get Vision. You know, he has the Oh, you mean those characters specifically? Because even even going after Avengers, at, when you see Thanos like that, they acknowledge it more. I think in Guardians of the Galaxy, where they actually make that as a part of the plot. But but I see where you're coming from with Avengers. Uh, they they now it's the core characters. Now it's the the Avengers themselves that know about the Affinity Stone. So that's what makes it exciting. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I meant. Um, but yeah, this phase had great movies like all around. I think and. Yeah, the like between the Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Age of Ultron, like those are great movies, and I, it's hard for me to pick just one movie, but I guess I might have to give the edge to the Winter Soldier just because it was, you know, it was perfectly paced. It had, you know, it had the perfect formula, you know, for a great movie. Like I, I feel like you don't have to be a comic book fan to enjoy that movie. Like anyone could literally watch that and enjoy it. So I yeah, guess I definitely. Uh, one thing we should acknowledge is that during this phase is when Marvel Studios or just the Marvel Cinematic Universe really picked up a lot of steam because that was after Avengers. That was when everybody was really after the first Avengers. People wanted a lot more. They were really invested in this, myself included. And that really spoke volumes to what Marvel was doing that a lot of people were paying attention and obviously, you know, that, that was also at a time where you had a lot of the different panels at places like Comic-Con where Kevin Feige and a lot of the other Marvel Studios people were mapping out the rest of what the MCU was going to become into Phase 3 and eventually beyond that. You know, when we're getting to Avengers Infinity War, which is coming down the line at this point in time when we're recording this, uh, that was that was a good time to be a Marvel fan, especially. And keep in mind. That was also around the same time when DC and Warner Brothers started to actually look at them and try to do their own thing coming off of the Nolan movies. Now, we'll have a whole separate discussion about the DCU, the DC Extended Universe, but that it should be acknowledged that that's when a lot of other studios started paying attention and started to copy the same type of model of uh, building up universes and franchises as what Marvel Studios was doing. Yeah, yeah definitely. So yeah, I gotta ask before uh, we move on, like what what are your thoughts on Iron Man three? Like, what would you think of that movie? I felt that that came at a time when there was a lot of uncertainty because 
Iron Man 3, it, it, for all extents and purposes, around that time, you saw all the stories coming out where that was supposed to be Robert Downey Jr.'s last uh, role as Iron Man. This is why they did that whole story where he gets the shrapnel taken out of him and all this other stuff where it feels like a, it feels like that could have been a good bookend to his version of the character. And they, if they never used Iron Man again, that would have been an okay way for him to go out. The only reason why people didn't like it is because of that and because of the way that they handled the Mandarin. The Mandarin in the comics is a very big part of Iron Man's lore as far as like his rogues gallery. And he's also a mystical villain. Now, for whatever reason, they felt it would have worked better for him not to be used in that particular way. Remember, this was all before Doctor Strange and before any of the stuff that had gone on with Thor, the Dark World, and all that other stuff with the cosmic element of Marvel's, uh, was it the MCU? So that's the decision that I felt was the right call for them at the time. Looking back on it, it, it's kind of like one of those, you know, little black spots on the MCU, which funny enough, they even kind of address in the one shots. I don't know if you got a chance to check out the Marvel one shots, which are basically shorter little, I guess you could say little mini films that are part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe that were done by various different people that are involved with them, but they add little extra plot details and extra story as far as building up the universe as a whole. And specifically for that one with the Mandarin, they address that and they say that there is an actual person that is the Mandarin uh, that actually uses the Ten Rings and stuff. He doesn't ever make an appearance, but his presence and his influence is felt. And they say that he wasn't too happy about that particular actor and what and that particular person and what he was doing during Iron Man 3. So there is a little bit of retconning going on there, but it was still interesting to get that and still be part of this greater universe. Cool, cool. So, yeah, uh, moving on to Phase 3, I'm only going to bring up the movies that have actually come out so far, and then, you know, we'll get into future stuff later. So I'm going to start with Ant-Man, because, you know, you mentioned it was uh, part of Phase 3. So we got Ant-Man, you've got uh, Captain America Civil War, and Doctor Strange, Guardians is out next month. But yeah, so we're up to Doctor Strange right now. So what are your thoughts on those three movies? So with Phase 3 already being in the swing of things, and, and again, things are going to change once Guardians and Thor Ragnarok come out, which we'll talk about in just a bit. But right now, the most important film out of all of those has to either be Captain America Civil War or Doctor Strange. Ant-Man was a fun film. It's not the best films thus far in the MCU movie universe, you know, because there, there, there's other stuff that we'll get into as far as the, you know, the Netflix shows and such. But the, as far as the movies, Ant-Man was an okay film. It just progressed things along. It didn't have a lot of stuff to do with the bigger, kind of crazier aspects of the MCU right now with the Infinity Gauntlet and such that we're building up to. But it was still a fun film. Uh, the reason why Civil War is so important is because that's the first time that we get Spider-Man in the MCU. And that's a very big deal. And that will always be a big deal, straight up. Yeah, yeah for real. That's that's almost like, you know, Avengers, the, the first Avengers, when, like, they're all brought together and, like, there's that shot where, like, they all pan, when it pans around them and stuff like that. That's, like, a, a memorable moment right there. And I think the Spider-Man being added to Civil War, like, that's another mo- moment like that. Like, it's a real spectacle. Yeah. Now, we should acknowledge, okay, because Captain America Civil War could have been a very different movie if the deal with Spider-Man did not go through. The reason being is because the Black Panther was actually going to be the same type of character that filled that role for Spider-Man. Like, obviously, a lot of things changed, but based off at the time before the deal went through between Marvel and Sony, because this was also during the time when the Sony hacks happened and everything got messed up for Sony Pictures. And right, luckily for us, that worked out in our favor. But... Besides that, before that even went down, uh, it was really just going to be Captain America versus Iron Man, 
And also the Black Panther was going to be the wild card. And that was going to be the setup for the entire movie, which would have been an adult movie. I'm not going to lie. But with Spider-Man coming in, he was such a significant part of the Marvel identity. He's one of the major characters that have been part of the comics for many, many years. And also part of the original Civil War storyline that they were basing a lot on. Uh, it, it was almost like they had to do it. There, there was, it was no other choice. And plus also to capitalize on the fact that he is, you know, that character is coming back and being implemented to Marvel's rendition of that character. Not Sony, not any other studio. That's a That was a very big deal that they just couldn't ignore. Now, off of that though, Okay, because that was important in itself. The reason why Doctor Strange, I feel, is the more important movie out of everything, even though Spider-Man coming back to the universe was dope. Doctor Strange is really the first time when we get magic introduced into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We had this when, with Thor and Thor, uh, Thor uh, The Dark World. Okay, Thor was supposed to be that film that introduced the cosmic and magical elements, but interpreted for the reality basis that the Marvel Cinematic Universe was doing at the time. But now with Doctor Strange, now they can really go like full nuts and just implement magic and interpret it in a different way. And it was because of movies like Inception and a couple others that really allowed them to do it. And I think it was for the better. Yeah. Yeah, it's def- that's definitely an important film because it definitely, you know, opened up another side of, you know, the Marvel Universe and stuff. So definitely important. And, you know, from that, they, they can do further things on you know with the netflix shows and stuff like that also and um you know uh the uh what's that other show uh the agents agents of shield yeah so yeah that definitely opened up a lot a lot of new um you know ties in the marvel universe but um i have to go with civil war as like my standout film for for that phase so far that for sure just because like it had so many moments in it and I was actually just re-watching that the other day as well. Like, it's, it's a well-put-together movie, lots of action. Fun fact. Fun fact. It's done by the same people who did The Winter Soldier, which is awesome. It's the Russo brothers. They're also going to do, uh, was it, Avengers Infinity War, which is only testament to how good they are and how awesome it, those movies just got as you went on. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, I mean, there's still more to come in this phase. But, you know, um, obviously they're not out yet. So, I mean, we'll shift gears here and, you know, talk about some of the upcoming movies coming this year and uh, leading into 2018 and stuff. So we've got Guardians of the Galaxy, which comes out, you know, in April for me. Uh, I think for you it might be early May or something. Early May, yeah. Yeah, so Guardians of the Galaxy 2, you looking forward to that? Oh, I'm hyped. I'm hyped for Guardians. I, 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 The more I see that, the more I want to watch it. Because I love Guardians of the Galaxy. That's a fun film to watch for anybody. Even if you've never seen the other MCU films, that's just a fun film to sit down and check out. So I'm definitely hyped for Guardians. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I, I loved the, the first film. And um, it's a great cast of characters in that. And there's so much they can introduce as well into the universe just through, through these films because it's you know set in space and everything and they can introduce so many characters that you you wouldn't really get to see in like the other movies and stuff so and that's pretty cool um and yeah i know we're going to get to see like peter Quill's father and stuff like that so it's, it's going to be cool can't wait for that um we also have spider-man homecoming coming later this year as well uh what are your thoughts on that uh, it looks good so far. I mean, so far for the first solo Spider-Man film, that's not really... I mean, we, we should acknowledge that Sony does have some input on it, but this is really Marvel Studios' as Spider-Man. They have most of the creative control and the creative influence on what this film's going to be, which is for the better. I think it's right now that's the best decision. Granted, there's a lot of other news 
with the Sony uh, pictures and what they're going to be doing with the Spider-Man world as far as like Venom and all the other stuff. There's a, there's a Black Cat movie and a Silver Sable movie getting made, which apparently might be part of the mythos. But if we're just sticking with just Spider-Man Homecoming and what it's going to do with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so far I'm liking what I see. As the implementation of Iron Man being like a mentor to Peter Parker I think is genius. Because even in the comics, Spider-Man looks up to Tony Stark very much so. I mean, especially now, more the modern comics than anything else. So that works out very well. And especially after the origin, because we're not getting the origin story, which I think is the best decision they could have made. We've already gotten the origin of, of Spider-Man, which, you know, was in and of itself, it was fine for what it was for both of those other sagas. But... This one, let's just have some fun with it. And I think they understand that. And I think they're going to do stuff that's going to work well with their plan. Because he's also going to be in Avengers Infinity War, which is going to be very, very interesting to see how that plays out. But still, I, I like what I see so far from the trailers. I can't wait to watch it this summer. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this. And I like that like because it feels like it's going to be kind of like a... Um like a not a spin-off really but like a, a little detour away from like the main overarching story that's happening in the universe like and it's just going to be focused on just you know spider-man the, the neighborhood you know uh, superhero and stuff like that so i like that it's kind of taking things into a more you know fun um element and stuff for a little while before we get back to the serious stuff um you know that's happening in in the universe so yeah i'm definitely looking forward to that I do have a gripe though, like that last trailer that that they released, like that gave away way too much, you know. Yeah, I agree. Movie, that, I that, that's a problem though. Not, I don't think it's dumb. I think it's because the way that you have to make trailers, you have to put a significant amount of stuff that's going to get people excited, and that that's the that's the problem with the way that trailers are done now. They, they have to show a lot in order to get people into the theaters. And then funny enough, once everybody's in there, they complain about that. They already saw most of the movie once they're <laughs> watching the film. So it's, it's a chicken and egg thing and it's a double edged sword, but I still think that movie's still going to be awesome once it comes out. Yeah, for sure. No denying. And I like uh, Michael Keaton making a return as well to good casting, good casting on their part, because I think it's funny because it, they could have done a different villain for Spider-Man, but I think this one makes more sense, especially with Tony Stark being a part of the story, you know, a technologically based villain in the same way that he has a technologically based ally, as well as also someone where it's it's based off the events and based off the, the, the outcomes of the previous Avengers films and Civil War and all that stuff. It just makes sense to have the Vulture and then the cast Michael Keaton, who's a great actor in that role, it's going to work out for the better. Yeah, definitely. For sure. And we also have Thor Ragnarok coming later this year too. Now, what are your thoughts on that? We haven't seen Thor for a while. We haven't seen Thor in a while. No, but we only saw him at the end of Doctor Strange at the after credits. Spoiler alert, which I think it's fine. We don't even need a spoiler alert. It, he appears at the very end after the credits with Doctor Strange, and that's directly a scene that's going to be in Thor Ragnarok. Uh, it, it, this is going to be the most interesting Phase 3 film because it's going to be set out in other planets. It's going to be like a buddy cop movie at one point because the Hulk is going to be in it. Now, if you guys remember, at the end of Age, yeah, uh, Age of Ultron, Avengers Age of Ultron, he's disappeared. Apparently, they even say that somehow the, the Quinjet that he was inside, it crashed, but he was no longer inside there. So I'm pretty sure they're going to explain what happened to him and why he's in this world. And they're basing a lot of that off the Planet Hulk uh, storyline from the comics. That's going to be very interesting. What I do not like, though, and I got a very big problem with, and I hope that they address it and it goes back to his original design, the new design that they got for Thor when he's facing the Hulk in uh, in this battle world scenario, which, by the way, genius 
to get Jeff Goldblum as the game master. I think that's an awesome, crazy, outlandish decision and choice for an actor. And I think it's going to work out really cool. I don't know if you saw the pictures of him in the outfit for the game master or the grandmaster. It's just that that that's just somehow I feel like that's going to be so much fun to see play out. And also keep in mind, there's other characters from the MCU or the Marvel universe that are going to appear in Thor Ragnarok and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 that are going to be much more bigger parts of the later films afterwards, especially leading into Infinity War, which I think is very important to know. But with Thor Ragnarok specifically, we're going to get probably explanations about the Hulk. We're going to get him and the Hulk like together and whatever's going to go down. We're going to find out what happened to Odin and what's going on with Loki. Also keep in mind, Hela, the Mistress of Death, it's going to be played by Charlize Theron. She's actually going to be in the film. And I think that's going to be their interpretation of death for when Avengers Infinity War comes out. At least that's what I'm expecting. Interesting. Yeah. And doesn't, um, I, I think the rumor is that Thor's supposed to lose his hammer or something in this. No. Now, here's the thing why people are saying that. Because... There, there's a rumor going around that he might lose his hammer or that Molnir might actually be destroyed. And the reason being is because there was that concept art for Avengers Infinity War that shows Rocket Raccoon and Thor fighting like together, but Thor doesn't have his hammer. He has his battle axe, which I, I forgot the name of it off the top of my head, but it's a different name to like mystical weapon that he has that's not Molnir. I don't think he's going to lose Molnir as far as like it being destroyed. I think it's going to be taken away from him. I think that's going to be a thing, but I still think like he's going to have Molnir at some point interesting yeah that that's definitely going to be a an interesting movie and i th- i feel like thor ragnarok is really going to set the tone for infinity war so yeah i'm definitely looking forward to see what comes of that i bet that's going to have a very interesting after credit scene as well so. oh yeah that's and here's the thing they even said for both guardians and that that the after credit scenes are going to be really important that people are going to want to check out i don't know if you saw james gunn was talking about it not so long ago where people asked him like are you going to do a mid and end credit scene and he said like you're going to want to stay till after the credits so people got hyped up about that what i do hope though is that thor ragnarok is better than thor the dark worlds because the two thor movies have been okay they've not been bad movies not like not as bad as what a lot of people say I still think they're they're the weaker of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, but I do hope that Thor Ragnarok is the one that really breaks the barrier for that. Yeah, yeah, I gotta say I loved seeing uh, you know my uh, my country represented in in uh, Thor Dark World. Though. <laughs> I just gotta shout that. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, so that's you know what's coming this year, and then you know um, early next year we have Black Panther now. That's that's got a really interesting cast of like characters already. Like they've got a great cast so far, um, and I liked the introduction of Black Panther in um, Civil War. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with this. Um, I kind of feel like this will be like a another movie that probably won't focus on what's happening in the overarching story as much. It's going to be kind of contained to what's happening in Wakanda, I think, but. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the approach with that movie. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, I'm the same way. I think this is another one that's going to be a very interesting film for the MCU because I think it's a good, bold choice for Marvel to focus on that character as well. I think a lot of people have asked for a Black Panther movie for many, many years at this point. And it's good to have that type of character get represented and get like uh, get a lot of shine because in the comics, uh, T'Challa... It's a very big part of the vibranium stuff or the vibranium material that's like 
pretty much a, a very sought after resource by a lot of individuals in the MC in the Marvel universe. So in the MCU, seeing a rendition of that, which also plays into a lot of the stuff involving Captain America, involving Bucky, the Winter Soldier, maybe Iron Man as well. There's a lot of avenues they could go with that. From my understanding, a lot of it's going to take place in Wakanda, and I think they're going to deal with a lot with the politics of Wakanda being an isolationist country. And it's understandably so, because they have a very powerful uh, material or, or uh, mineral in their possession, which is what a lot of their uh, the Black Panther's armor and a lot of their weapons are made out of, which is cool. I think it's great. I think it was interesting seeing at the end of Captain America's Civil War, we got that small rendition of Wakanda, and you saw the vibranium Black Panther statue. I think stuff like that and the, the fact that there's a lot of technology over there, I think is going to be very, very interesting. I, I'm really excited to see how they go about it. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that one. I, I can't wait. I haven't got too much to say about it, really, but like I can't wait to see it. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But let's get to what everyone in the world is looking forward to, and that's Avengers Infinity War. Now, that's coming out next year. I can't believe it. Like It's been a long road getting to you know this this film with Thanos and you know everything that's going to happen with that so like what are your thoughts on that movie so far we've seen some footage they had that you know that inside look into them filming the movie and everything like what are your thoughts on Infinity War Technically, we haven't really seen anything other than concept art. Like, we obviously saw Star-Lord, uh, Chris Pine, uh, not Chris Pine, um, uh, what was the actor's name? Um, Chris Pratt, sorry. Uh, Chris Pratt, Robert Downey Jr., and uh, Tom Holland all together uh, while they were filming. And they're in the sanctuary section or the sanctuary area, which is the area that we know that Thanos is located in. So that 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 in of itself could be a very big deal but we haven't really seen anything that's of significance besides that other than the concept art and the fact that the guardians of the galaxy and the avengers are going to team up is a very big deal because it's two superhero teams and that's a lot of heroes that are going to be going up against thanos and i think it's also going to be telling of like how big and how bad the threat is going to be when thanos finally gets to earth we still haven't seen thanos collecting the gems or the Infinity Stones. We've seen him that, like... That will happen off camera. Uh, well, except for the last few. I, I feel like most of it will happen off camera. But like, I, I, feel, I, like, I feel like he'll get it from Vision physically though, and we'll see that. Oh, of course. Yeah, easily. Because the, we all know Vision's going to get iced in this movie. I mean, it's 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 like a fact at this point. And also keep in mind, the Eye of Agamotto, which is also an Infinity Stone. It's the Time Stone from Doctor Strange. We're also going to see some stuff go down there. I'm pretty sure. But... I, we haven't really seen Thanos actually collecting the gems, which I think that one of these films is going to have an after credit scene where we see him get a gem. Like, I, I have a strong feeling because here's the thing. Some of the gems, okay, with the exception of one gem, I, I think, uh, what is it? Not the Mind Stone. Um, there's one Infinity Stone that we haven't seen yet that, that hasn't been featured in any of the movies, which I feel like we're going to see him get or we're going to see him pick up one of the other stones that we've seen in one of the previous films, but we just don't know where it's at. Like the Ether, the Power Stone. We don't know where that is because after the the collector's uh was it collection I guess you could say redundant the collector's uh stuff got destroyed on uh the celestial during Guardians of the Galaxy we don't know what happened to that stone as well as also uh keep in mind we also know that the the tesseract the mind stone and are are located on Earth and the was it the not I forgot which gem is the the purple one I forgot the name of it that particular affinity stone is with the Nova Core on uh what is it on uh one of the planets that uh were part of guardians of the galaxy but we still don't know where all those gems are so we're probably going to see him get one of those the other thing that we also need to know and i think it's important to acknowledge even though it's a little bit kind of like reaching 
this movie is so hyped up that I feel like it's some form or fashion that it's not going to live up to the hype. And the reason why I say that is not because I'm not excited for the film. I'm definitely going to go see it at least twice. Uh, this this is gonna this is gonna be one of those movies that is a big popcorn worthy movie that you're gonna want to see, especially if you've been following or watching all of these films up to now. But we're gonna have a lot of expectations going into it, which I'm hoping that Marvel Studios and the Russo brothers could come up with some stuff that's really gonna kind of catch us off guard. There's a lot of rumors going around about contracts with some of these actors, which it brings into question who's going to make it out of infinity war. A lot of people are saying captain America with Chris Evans, because Chris Evans uh, there's that's coming up and he's going to want to retire from acting at some point, which is understandable. Very understandable. He's done a lot for the MCU and he's done a lot for his acting career. Uh, The same thing also goes for where do the guardians go after this? Where do the rest of the Avengers that all those actors that have done all these movies, where do they go after this? Are they going to be recasted? Are they just going to ride off into the sunset? Where does Spider-Man go after this? That's another big problem that a lot of people are going to try to figure out, which there's been a little couple things talked about here and there, which I still think is BS, but those are things to get worried about after Infinity War, which we still got a whole year, so we don't have to really focus on that now. But as far as the movie itself, Infinity War, this is going to probably be the most hyped up movie in the in the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe to date. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, we, we have another Avengers film scheduled for, you know, a year after Infinity War. But like, yeah, like you said, I feel like, you know, with the contracts and everything, I feel like it's definitely going to be a completely different marvel universe after you know the, this film like i feel like there, there there might be some casualties there and uh with spider-man though i feel like they're gonna do you know at least three movies with spider-man so i feel like he'll be okay but yeah captain america and you know some of the guys that have been in the universe for a while now like i, I feel like they're at a vulnerable point where you know they can get iced like easy and they, you know, they introduced with Age of Ultron and um, Civil War and, you know, um, some of these other movies, they've introduced a lot of new characters now. So I, I get the feeling that in that second Avengers film, whatever happens with that, like, I feel like we're going to see a lot of newer characters in that. Because don't forget, we've got Captain Marvel as well coming. And the Inhumans, Sorry. which is all those are other movies. We got Captain Marvel, we got the Inhumans, we got yeah. the other uh what is it? We got the Netflix shows which are still going on, which is a whole nother oh, it's yeah. a whole nother thing we haven't even discussed yet, which Yeah, we're gonna get granted to that. Granted, you know, again, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute, but like those are other Marvel movies and other stuff. Keep in mind, there was rumors that a Namor movie is being made in Hawaii right now, which is crazy to me. Because that opens up a whole other can of worms. And keep in mind, all this stuff that we're talking about now, in this point in time where we're recording this podcast, we could learn like a year from now that other stuff happens behind the scenes where all of a sudden the Fantastic Four could come back to the to the Marvel Cinematic Universe or yeah, even the time. X-Men. The X-Men is really the biggest thing because with Legion out now, there's been talks about this for a long time, specifically more with the Fantastic Four and how like that entire IP is completely destroyed by the last movie and the way that it was received and stuff and the behind the scenes politics. But really, everybody is expecting and really wanting the X-Men to be implemented to the MCU, which I think that they got to be listening. Somebody over there has got to be listening to them and really talking about this because this is what people want and people will pay good money to go see those characters in the MCU. Yeah, like if, if that happens, if they ever get, you know, the, uh, the they are the last group the x they're the last group <laughs> the fantastic four in the mcu like that is over at that point like marvel is just like they've they they're, they're gonna be the dominant force like and you know something so. 
I, I see that as something happening well after Infinity War. And the reason being is because I feel like Marvel Studios at this point has such a good enough game plan right now with the way that they've implemented all these characters, even with Spider-Man coming back in to the MCU, which is a huge, huge deal, which nobody ever thought possible at that point in time. They've implemented him in a good way, but I feel like now at that point, after Adventures Infinity War, you have a lot more breathing room to figure out better and bigger stories uh, after Thanos and implementing other characters like the Fantastic Four, like the X-Men, if that even is even possible at that point. Which, like I said, I really hope that is the case. But if we're just sticking right up to this point now, where Avengers Infinity War is the last movie right now that we're looking at for the MCU, everything progressing up to that point is really looking very, very good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And there's definitely going to be a lot of good build-up, I think, in development. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess we got to see, like, you know... Uh, we, we're in for a treat though either way so i'm looking forward to that but let's switch gears and talk about the netflix shows because you know obviously we just had iron fist but you know so far we've had two seasons of daredevil we've had jessica jones we've had luke cage and iron fist and you know now we need to get the defenders next along with you know punisher as well and some other like some uh we're gonna get jessica jones season two and daredevil three eventually but um what are your thoughts like give us a, an overview of what you think about you know the netflix marvel universe so far i think it's fun those are fun series to watch on netflix especially since you could binge them and you get longer stories and you could binge them in one sitting which i think is great daredevil being the best hands down a second one for me would be luke cage even though a lot of people didn't like luke cage as much i like luke cage a lot and then jessica jones and then obviously iron fist but one of the biggest things that's a the biggest disappointment i could say and i can understand why they did this is that those characters are not going to influence the movies they're not going to be in avengers infinity war which to me is a damn shame because a lot of people were hoping that we could get like all those heroes on screen and it could be like one of those big splash pages that the marvel's marvel comics has done here and there where they've had like all these heroes fighting like one giant villain and that would have been awesome to see but i understand why that isn't the case because that's a lot to keep track of there's a lot of actors that'll get implemented into that but with that being said it was so easy like all they like they didn't have to put any of these characters in the movie for an extended period all they had to do was like have a shot where like there's a big battle going on in new york city or something like that and like just have a quick shot of like jessica jones on the street doing something like and then you know just a quick like three second shot of these characters and that would have been good enough yeah, but what I'm saying is, is like what everybody wanted, myself included, was to have them where stuff is going on in the movie, stuff is going down, we're getting to the climax, and all of a sudden we get the Deus Ex Machina moment where all of a sudden the Defenders show up to help the Avengers and the Guardians of the Galaxy. Then you have like 12 heroes, if not more, on the same team all fighting Thanos. That's what everybody wanted. And understandably, it would have been cool, but understandably, like that not happening makes more sense to have everything focused on what the uh, movie universe has been doing. You already have two teams going at, at it together against Thanos. You've already had enough time to build up all those characters. The thing is about the Netflix shows, which they've been very clear about, is that this is street-level stuff. Even though it's kind of a little bit interesting where they say that these are street level heroes, but like then you get like stuff involving the hands, which deals with immortality, which deals with, you know, mystical and magical elements to them. And then you even have like some of the characters, you know, with the exception of like guys like, uh, was it the the villains in Luke's, uh, was it Luke Cage? And even some of the characters in Daredevil where 
uh, was the others just for whatever reason they have these powers and they have these abilities or they have this influence that you would think that like shields would have a monitoring on like for yeah. example the, the 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 main guy from Jessica Jones like that ability I feel like shields would have pegged him at some point yeah definitely like yeah it seems a bit far-fetched that you know shield or some of the other Avengers wouldn't intervene at that it's point. movie but... logic it's movie logic and i could get that and it's totally fine where at that point you gotta suspend your disbelief on stuff but if you're just taking them at face value like the different shows of what they're building up to with the defenders it's the same model of what they did with the movies and i feel like it works just as good if not a little bit better because you have even more time to build up some of those characters now in it's in the flip side of that though to play devil's advocate iron fist i felt like was handled poorly compared to the other shows even though i like some aspects of iron fist it could have been a much better show hopefully we get a little bit of vindication in in the defenders for specifically for danny rand yeah yeah i think you know yeah, they they definitely need to kind of redeem him a little bit. Like he he seemed like I mean I'm, I don't want to say a softy because clearly he can do some damage if he wants to, but it's just like his actions. He didn't come across as you know someone who uh, really wanted to put himself out there and and help like and utilize his power, you know, to take down the hand and stuff. It, it took till like the end of the season before you really started to see him, you know, want to do certain things, but. Um, I blame yeah, that in the writing, though. I don't blame that as, like, the property itself or even the way that Marvel has, like, kind of blueprinted and geared a lot of these shows. I blame that on that particular show, the writing, and the way that they handled the character. Because I think I even said in our, our review of Iron Fist that they didn't have a lot of time to do that. And I think at some point we're going to do a spoiler review discussion at one point about Iron Fist. I think we should do that down the line. But with that one, they didn't have a lot of time compared to Daredevil, compared to Luke Cage, compared to Jessica Jones. All those characters and all those series had much better handlings because of the luxury of time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Defenders is definitely going to be interesting because I, I want to see how they actually, you know, come together kind of thing. Like how, how it actually happens, how that moment happens where the, all four of them are like, you know, uh, united but yeah um is defenders actually this year is it coming out this year yeah defenders is later this year and i think after defenders it well before defenders i think it's daredevil season three and i think after defenders you get the punisher and and, yeah, and also i think three? i think you also get i think we're getting two or three this year i know it's supposed to be daredevil season three at one point and the defenders because the defenders is eight episodes that i know and that at some point we're all supposed to get jessica jones season two yeah, I think uh, Jessica Jones season two is next year. But um, yeah, oh, we got Richard Bailey in the house just joining us for the discussion. Came to the end of the discussion, man. <laughs> oh wait, I came to the end. That's a problem. <laughs> we were talking about the Netflix shows. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you you, you managed to finish um, Iron Fist now. So what are your thoughts? Because I know you wasn't on uh, the last show we did about Iron Fist. So what are your thoughts? I think the people that wrote Iron Fist, they took a lot of shots to the head when they were going through that process. Because uh, I don't know, man. Uh, there's been a lot of criticisms about the show. Um, some criticisms I don't understand, but the the writing of the show is without a doubt. This is this 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 was bad. Um, and you know, for the simple fact that we're going into Defenders, uh, I definitely think it's the weakest of all the Netflix shows. Um, I don't think it's a very good way to give people hope and optimism about uh, the, what Defenders has to offer now. But uh, 
One thing I will say is, you know, just so I can give a spe- specific example of why I did not like the show, uh, with all the Netflix shows, it, it, you know, from what I have seen with Jessica Jones, Daredevil, and uh, Luke Cage, it's about the characters coming to the, the, you know, they finally come to the revelation that they are a hero. Uh, you know, the, all, all every character has gone through a journey in the Netflix shows. But when you get to Iron Fist, yes, he goes through a journey. But at the end of the series, it's like he still has not reached his full potential. Um, and, you know, just when you had the end where he returned to Kung Lao and now you see, oh, well, it's not there. Um, he, the whole reason why he wanted to go back was to get better at his skills and really reach his full potential as the Iron Fist. So I just feel like they, they that, that, that part right there was, wasn't handled the, correctly because we still have a character who is searching for himself, trying to find his way. And, you know, obviously my guess is that when we get to defenders, he's probably going to have the most growth of all the other characters, but I don't know for certain, but what I do no, notice is that that was one issue with the show. Besides the fact that the actual uh, villains in the show were just horrible. Um, it was meet the Meachums. It wasn't iron fist. That was, should have been the name of the show, but that's just my thoughts on Iron Fist. Yeah. We'll have to get more into detail of that later. But whenever we talk about Iron Fist, like in like spoiler territory, we got to get into more of that because there's a lot to unpack with that show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Come to think of it, though, I think the the, the Defenders is going to be a well balanced team because you got um, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, who are kind of more like the brute force characters. And then you got, you know, Daredevil, who's more like a, a tactical level headed, you know, fighter kind of guy. And then Iron Fist, like he can do some real damage if he focuses his skills and stuff. So I think it's a well-balanced team. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, that that whole show flows. Yeah. And I think absolutely. Punisher Punisher is eventually going to be one of the defenders, I feel like. Even especially since he's getting his own show. Uh, and the way that how popular that character is, I would be totally cool if he ended up joining the team like that. Yeah, that oh, would yeah. be cool. Like, I, I don't, I don't know if I see him being like a permanent guy who's like all all the way, like always with the team, but like he can come in like every now and then and just like fuck shit up, and that would be cool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'll tell you right now, I want a lot of crossover in Defenders. Like, I want characters from all the series being able to show up. Because one of the biggest problems that Iron Fist had, and I, you saw it, you didn't see it as much with the other shows, but they still did it in a tasteful way when it came to crossovers or other characters showing up randomly, uh, was like some of the sub-characters or the support characters showing up and, and helping influence the plot or helping out the heroes. I think that that would be awesome. Like, getting the lawyer from, uh, what is it, Jessica Jones slash uh, Iron Fist to show up in some cases, getting, uh, was it Daredevil's business partner or any of the assistants, you know, the girl that works over at that paper, um, getting some of the support characters from Luke Cage, especially from the barbershop, you know, where they were originally over there, or any of those other characters like that would be awesome. I want to see a lot of that crossover where they're going to the different boroughs, the different locations in New York, and then, you know, doing stuff, whatever's going down with the plot. Even though it's only eight episodes, I still feel like you could do that in tastefully. Yeah. So, you know, with regards to, you know, the, the Netflix Marvel universe, are there any characters you would like to see introduced to this and get like their own show? Moon Knight. Moon Knight. 
straight up Moon Knight. That that's that's one character that I feel like could be implemented into like this type of level of the MCU that not be on the same like ridiculous level because a lot of the Marvel Knights characters. If you don't know what the Marvel Knights characters are, those are characters that are really just operating in New York City and they're not as big as like the Avengers or or any of like the cosmic characters in the MCU. But they're more on the same level as like a Spider-Man, same level as like a Daredevil, uh, a Luke Cage, or anybody that's within that borough, within that area that can help, you know, fight crime or just, you know, interact with some of the other characters like that. And I feel like Moon Knight would be a prime example of that. Uh, that is someone that could probably go into some other interesting territory, especially with the way that they handled Iron Fist. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, even looking at my poster now, uh, there, there's a bunch of characters I'm pretty sure they could implement into that whole... Uh, mythos as far as you know the netflix series that again just wouldn't fit within that same way that the other movie characters would be yeah what do you think of a blade being introduced this i think they're going to do blade again i I remember them talking about and seeing stories online that they were going to reboot blade not not, i don't mean the same way that they did with wesley snipes or even with the one that they did with the show that was on like hbo i think a different interpretation of blade and I think it'd be welcomed, especially now. You could even go into other crazier ter- territory like Mobius. I feel like you could get to like really crazy stuff like that, especially if you introduce Blade into the mix and see how maybe that could interact with some of the cosmic or mystical elements of the hand or any of that other stuff. But they could go in a lot of different directions, man. That'd be kind of cool to see what they do. Yeah. Uh, Rich, any thoughts on uh, any characters you'd like in like the Marvel, particularly in the Marvel universe? Yeah. Uh, the I, I... Netflix one. Yeah, I, I was going to see that. I, I definitely want to see a, a gritty R-rated blade for sure. Um, you guys already mentioned that. I have to think of a few other ones, but uh, I just think that they, they have a lot that they could choose from. Maybe some more. I, I don't want to say obscure characters, but you know, characters that are really not out there in the limelight quite as much. Like they're mainly in the comics. Um, I think it will be good to go in that direction just to introduce them to a different audience as well. Um, but yeah. outside of that, you know, I know I was going to say Blade. That, that that answer has already been taken. So, <laughs> what about my bad for that? Oh, no, no. You're good. But yeah, since we've got Rich here, you know, this is like, you know, this is an unstructured discussion. You know, this ain't like a podcast <laughs> or anything. It's just a, it's just an open discussion. But, you know, since you're here, Rich, you know, going back to, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the movies, like what has been like some of your most standout films that have come out so far? You know, just the films that have come out so far. Oh, man. Movie. Oh, man. Well, uh, man, there's quite there's, there's a lot. Um, OK, first and foremost, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, you know, because. I didn't really follow those comics prior to seeing that movie. I just saw the people that were in the movie and I said, you know, this looks interesting. Uh, I was surprised just how much I enjoyed that movie. Um, and obviously with the second one coming up in May, definitely looking forward to that as well. Um, as for other movies, uh, you know, I guess, you know, Avengers is too, that's maybe too safe to say because, you know, I think everybody would agree. The, yeah, I, I I did like the first one a little bit more than the second one, um, because of the Ultron character. It's a little, little, just a little, a little, a little funny. You know, some dark stuff in there, but but a lot of, you know, the character is not really a villain. I took really as serious, uh, but I, I definitely enjoyed the first Avengers. 
I mean, I think that's a pretty safe bet. You know, a lot of people would agree with that. Um, outside of that, oh yeah, Captain America. Um, Which one? Here, here's the thing. I know there's a lot of debates when Civil War came out last year. People say the Winter Soldier was better. Um, I have to kind of agree with that. I, I think Winter Soldier is a standout. That that's a standout movie. Um, Civil War was good too. Uh, it's just that you know, obviously they had to have you know it didn't quite end the way the comics did. It's, it's very different from how the comics were portrayed. It, but I definitely enjoyed all the movies still. You know, the first Captain America was okay. It wasn't really like an amazing movie. But yeah, uh, Winter Soldier was just on a whole nother level. And then, of course, you know, Civil War was was, was, was good too. Um, it did feel like it was an Avengers movie. I know as so many people in that movie, it's like this is a Avengers, uh, you know, 2.5. But uh, I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, outside of that, I mean, it's very hard to, to say any... Marvel films that I didn't like. I, I like pretty much all of them. I enjoyed Doctor Strange. That was another good one. Um, yeah, I mean, I really don't have too many complaints about the movie. When Marvel started getting this, this stuff in order, when they had this plan laid out for how they wanted to do their whole cinematic universe, I I pretty much enjoyed every movie for the most part. Maybe some quite not as much as others, but the ones I described, those are the ones I've enjoyed the most, I would say. Yeah, I do want to say one thing, and I want to see if you guys agree. I feel like Doctor Strange was uh, one of the best character debut movies in the Marvel Universe so far. Like, uh, yeah. if not the best. Like, I feel like it... Well, I think it's it's kind of on par with the first Iron Man a little bit. Like, you could, I think, either or. But I definitely feel like uh, Doctor Strange was a strong debut film. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, I I don't know. As far as like the best in the cinematic universe, you mean in general? Well, yeah. I mean, that's just my opinion. I feel like it it could be. You know, you could make an argument that it's the the best one. But that's my for opinion. for me. For me, I feel it's Winter Soldier. I feel that's the best uh, best uh, designed that, and the best. Debut, that's not the the debut. Oh, you mean best debut? Okay, not sequel. Okay, so best debut, I would have to say is Guardians. I feel like that's a. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was a better, more complex, and more kind of, you know, intricate film when it came to introducing new characters. Because keep in mind, Doctor Strange was popular in that movie, or at least that type of movie had been trying to get off the ground for many, many years prior to a lot of this stuff happening. And I feel like nobody cared about Guardians of the Galaxy at all until everybody saw that movie. And and that's a, a fact, like straight up. People care about Black Panther. He's getting a movie sometime soon. People cared about Spider-Man, obviously. People cared about most of the Avengers characters. Even you could argue a lot of the characters in Shields, but nobody really cared about Guardians whatsoever until Guardians of the Galaxy got made into a movie. And that's why everybody's excited about Volume Two. And that's why a lot of their comics, or at least Marvel, was pushing a lot of the Guardians of the Galaxy comics ever since that first film came out. Yeah, I, I started reading those heavy after that film. So yeah, you you got a good point. Case in point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I just want to add that. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much am in agreement with that as well. Because just like I just said, you know, I didn't know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy before, you know, they announced this movie. Then you see the cast, and I'm like, okay, this is interesting, and 
I already knew because at that point Marvel was already making some pretty good movies. I just figured, well, let me see how this is. I went into that blindly and I loved it. So yeah, that that turned me into a fan of those characters. And now I see that they're uh, they're starting to get more attention. They got a Telltale game coming out in April. Uh, that starts. I mean, yeah, this this is I think. Um, Without a doubt, I think that probably was the strongest debut. But I, with that said, I did enjoy Doctor Strange. I, I just want to make it clear, just because I didn't say that, you know, I mean, I enjoyed all the Marvel movies. Uh, one thing I was going to say real quick, uh, I don't know if um, when you asked that question before, if you're talking about just the movies that are made by Marvel, or are you also talking about the other pro- the other properties that they have as well with other studios? Oh, no, we're just talking about MCU. Yeah, just I was just talking about the movies at the moment, but uh, why? Wh- where was you gonna go with it? I was gonna say that. Listen, I've been telling a lot of people, uh, a lot of people I know still haven't seen Logan. They need to go see Logan. I mean, I enjoyed Logan. Um, I enjoyed Deadpool as well. Um, because but Logan yeah, especially. But that's, but that's not MCU though. Th- those aren't MCU movies. Well, no, they, they, they are Marvel characters, but yeah, this, it's not the MCU movies, but that's why I was just said, yeah, so that's where I was going to go, so continue. Yeah, I guess another time we'll, we'll talk about the Fox stuff as well, but um, yeah, uh, so I mean, yeah, we, we pretty much touched on a lot, but just to go out, because you're here, Rich, um, you know, what are your thoughts on the upcoming movies? So, you know, we've got Guardians coming next month for me and early May for you guys. We've got Spider-Man coming. We've got Thor. We've got Black Panther and Infinity War. Like, uh, you, which movie would you say you're, lo- you're looking forward to the most? You know, you can pick a couple because it's, it's going to be hard to pick. Oh, no, this is easy for me to pick. Uh, I'm going to upset some people as well. I'll say this now. I'm looking forward to... Obviously, uh, Guardians 2, and I'm looking forward to Infinity War. Uh, Thor, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it because there's a lot of mystery behind, you know, all of the de- the, the details with the movie uh, beyond what his, what is already out there. Um, I got to say, Spider-Man, I'm not really, I don't really care too much about Spider-Man. Wow, um, really? I mean, I mean, I mean, obviously I'm going to see it, but... At this point, you know, I just want them to get to Infinity War. Uh, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, I'm glad they, they got a good choice for, for Spider-Man. I have no issue with that. But uh, I did see the trailer the other day and I was like, the trailer, it, it, to me, it feel like the trailer shows all of the movie or most of what is going to be in the movie. Yeah. And I think that's a big I issue agree. with trailers today because they show too much stuff in there. Um, but... I mean, I'm still going to see it anyway because it's Marvel. I enjoy Marvel movies. I enjoy the character, but I, I don't really think it's going to be that big of a deal. Um, uh, it, it just for me personally, it will be a big deal for everyone else. You know, it's coming out in the summertime. It's going to be a huge box office movie for the summer. No doubt about that. But just my personal opinion, I'm looking forward to Guardians 2 and Infinity War more than Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess, you know, coming from, like from your perspective, you're looking forward to the buildup of, you know, Infinity War. And I feel like the Guardians and the, the Thor movie are going to be the most important for that buildup directly into Infinity War. But, you know, Spider-Man and Black Panther will probably be great um, stories, oh, well, but they're, they're going to be contained to just those characters, probably. Well, actually, I forgot about Black Panther. Yes, that also. I'm looking forward to that more also. 
I mean, I'm looking forward to all of the movies more than Spider-Man. Uh, maybe that's because I heard when you know about all the other stuff with the Marvel, with the uh, Venom movie, so on and so forth. I mean, I, I mean, I, I see, I see, like, like, like was like it was said before. I see Marvel as you know they have some control of that character for now. It's like a loner. Um, obviously, will be used for these movies, but I still think there's going to be a lot more movies that are going to be made. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot more movies made under Sony with that character. I don't really see that character as a character that started in the actual Marvel universe, uh, in this Marvel Cinematic Universe, because he's going to be in other stuff too. But with that said, I mean, I'm still looking forward to the movie. I just, more so, if you were asking me to compare all the other movies, I'm looking forward to those more because, yeah, they are closer to the Infinity War storyline. Um, but yeah, it's just like it's this is stuff that they've been building up for a while. And I feel like when they laid out their plans, Spider-Man was something that, OK, now we got the the rights to use Spider-Man. So we'll throw him in there. But I didn't feel like he was originally involved in any of this stuff until after they actually got him in, in involved in it through, through uh, the deal. So but yeah. again, this is just my opinion. So this is no, my personal. No. A, lot, a lot would <laughs> agree with that. A lot of people would agree with that. Um, yeah, um, that's pretty much it. But you guys got anything else you wanted to bring up, JJ? Uh, w- one thing I will say that I think should be acknowledged because Marvel right now is is the trendsetter for a lot of these uh, superhero films that have been coming out, with a few exceptions here and there. They really came up with the formula that works when it comes to building up a franchise uh, for people to get invested in. We've seen that not only with what DC's been trying to do, which we'll eventually talk about at some point, but also we've seen it with a lot of the other uh, superhero franchises and even non-superhero franchises that people have tried to emulate, you know, including you could argue with some of the saga stuff with Lord of the Rings, even though that's more kind of like in line with the way that Star Wars was handled. You could say the same thing what Universal tried to do recently with their Universal Monster films, which they're still kind of doing because we got The Mummy coming out. But it's a cool to see that something that started really right at the very bottom, you know, at the point where they were almost down and out, became like this huge conglomerate and very big, uh, crazy pop culture thing that everybody, or at least a lot of people seem to love, myself included. So I love the MCU. I love watching the movies. I've seen many of them multiple times. I can't wait to see where it goes. What I will say also is that after Infinity War is where there's going to be the real challenge to see if this type of trend and this type of stuff continues to go on forward way past 2018, way past 2019, if people start to wear wear thin on superhero movies. Because after the big buildup that we've had all these years with uh, Thanos coming to Earth and all these films and stuff, where does the Marvel Cinematic Universe go next? And for me, I would love to see it go even crazier with the cosmic entities and see where like the crazier... Uh, uh, ridiculously powerful entities in the Marvel universe, just to see how those come into place, because we we know they exist in the MCU. Because Doctor Strange gives us an insight, little nod to the Living Tribunal. And if you're if you're someone that reads the comics, you you guys know what the Living Tribunal is. So it's cool to see that Marvel has thought about, or at least Marvel Studios has thought about little things like that. So hopefully we get some cooler stories down the line after Infinity War. But I love it. I can't wait to see Infinity War. I can't wait to see all these other movies. Yeah, uh, just to bounce off of uh, what you were saying, um, yeah, I definitely feel like the MCU has influenced, you know, Hollywood as a whole because 
you know those movies you mentioned that are now like doing the universe type stuff and then i think even like um godzilla and kong are gonna have something and then you know um if you look at i think the 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 fast and furious movies have been you know inspired by the mcu also and even like harry potter now like they've created a whole new series within the 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 wizarding universe now and i believe that was heavily influenced by this as well so yeah like this mcu thing is big and it's done a lot for hollywood i think and um yeah just to um also bounce off of what you're saying you know with um what's coming after infinity war like the only way like it's going to be very hard for them to top what they've done so far i think you know after infinity war so uh, the only thing i could see that you know they could do to top it like obviously they're going to have the inhumans that's going to be one thing but i feel like that's the point where they're gonna have to get those fox characters like the the characters that fox has the x-men fantastic four maybe even deadpool i don't know but like if they manage to broker a deal that will be big like that's that will be like the next big thing they can do after infinity war i think so i hope that can happen but yeah any thoughts on that rich oh yeah no i i think uh i think uh jj made a lot of great points uh definitely looking forward to seeing what marvel does after this uh big thanos you know this big thanos event um it's just going to be very interesting to see how that turns out but no doubt about it uh there's a lot that could happen uh, i mean i'm looking forward to to the ride you know again i've i've been around since they started with iron man so i definitely intend to stick around uh, maybe there may be some that may not be quite as interested you know after they've completed everything they had to do with thanos but we'll see what happens i, I just think uh, i'm really looking forward to where, where they're going with this uh from here on out yeah I, I just had a thought man like imagine if they get to pull off the you know a, a movie based on the comic series avengers versus x-men like imagine if they pull that off that would be insane avengers versus x-men form form that that's that too much crazy. of a dream case <laughs> I mean, it sounds cool and i would love like that type of style of stuff in the same vein of civil war but i feel like even then there's just like so much illegal red tape with movie studios that like something like that would almost never be possible and it's 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 less about the fun of making those movies and making the money and stuff it is more about each individual entity and party that's involved getting the money for it and that, that's why it's so it took so long it, believe it or not you know going way back into film why stuff like crossover movies or versus movies were so difficult to make because everybody wants their character to be shown in a positive light and not tell a good and interesting story. So that's the same way you can relate it to the MCU as well as also the X-Men characters with a lot of the other entities that own that stuff, particularly Fox. You can say the same thing about the Fantastic Four. You can even argue now also about Sony because they still want a piece of the pie. <laughs> so I, I feel it's like, very good. I feel like they could do it and make it like they... I, I can't... like. I don't want to get too in, in depth with what happens in that actual comic, but like I feel like they, there's a way they could do it to where it sets up the future of the MCU and then after that one specific X-Men versus Avengers movie, they could set up a brand new base for Fox to start from with some new X-Men movies because there's a lot of stuff that happens in that story arc where 
it could lead to the future of X-Men kind of thing. Like, so they could help, they could be actually help Fox out. And it's the perfect time to do it too, because like, you know, the Wolverine character's gone, like the, like the, the way they've left the X-Men universe now is like, you, you could easily just reboot at that point. So I feel like it's the perfect point to, to do it if it's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, Fox will probably get in the way of it because, you know, they're, uh, they're like that. They like to get in the way of stuff, of good stuff. But yeah, it would be so incredible if they did that. But yeah, this might go on forever. So uh, I guess we should end it off here. So unless you guys got anything final to say. No, I'm good. I think I've said enough about the MCU. I love the MCU. Yeah, I love it. All right. So yeah, shouts to everyone who, you know, was watching us. We had a few uh, viewers. I noticed nobody was in the chat, but like I saw we had viewers and everything. But yeah, shouts to all the listeners. Let us know what you want to talk, what you want us to talk about next. You know, we're going to do these random discussions from time to time. Um, and look out for our DC Universe discussion, which we will oh, be Oh, I can't wait for that well. one. Oh, oh it's, you might want to get your, you might want to get your popcorn ready for that one. That's gonna oh, be yeah. that's gonna be an interesting discussion. Yeah, well, I just hope when we have that discussion, it doesn't fall apart like uh, Batman versus Superman and Suicide Squad. <laughs> yes. Oh, I will get to them in a minute. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll get to them indeed. Yeah, I, I was about to say I'm gonna be talking some smack during that discussion, but Rich already started it. So, <laughs> but yeah, we're signing out. Peace out, people. Later. So. Created with free version for non-commercial use.